Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome back to Life Simplified. Last week, we discussed how healthy home environments can help improve our mental health. We had such a good discussion about how we can keep our space tidier and how we can make our bedroom sleep friendly that we decided to pause last week so that we could focus in on those tasks. And now we are back with part two, where we are going to explore some other ways that we can have healthy home environments in order to improve our overall mental health. All right, so the next thing when we're thinking about our healthy home environment is creating comfort. And so just comfort in other areas of our home. We've talked about our bedroom, um, and we know we spend a lot of time there, but we're also in other places of our of our home, and we want to feel comfortable. So what spaces feel the most comfortable to you in your home and why? So when you think about where you like to be, your favorite spot, where is that for y'all? And and why do you feel like you're so comfortable there? So for me, I have two places, I guess. And so my first one would be uh, in the living room, because that's just kind of where all things happen. You yep. know, you we play um, sometimes we snack, uh, you know, watch TV, whatever that may be. Um, and then the other is actually outside. Yeah. And we like just to be outside in the sunshine, whether it's just pushing my son around in his wagon, you know, or playing with bubbles or gardening. We're, we're outside people. So that's something we like to do is spend time in our yard outside. Mine is the living room. That's where the most comfortable couches and that's where my cozy blanket usually resides sometimes i take it back and forth but that's where the blanket is and that's just where it's there's more of the natural light we've talked about outdoors and getting natural light so that's where that more of that is and it's just more cozy yeah those you know i also have two spaces Uh, the living room I think that wins out because that's usually the core of your home Um, and we have a very open floor plan so if you're in the living room you also can see people in the dining room and the kitchen and so you feel like you're where everything is happening but have my specific spot on the couch and the kids know if you're sitting in my spot and I come in you're you're going to move so um I I know that I sound a little Sheldon-ish from Big Bang Theory. Like, that's my spot. Get up and move. But that's how we roll at my house, and they know that. And um, I, I just feel comfortable there. That's where I sit and have coffee in the morning. Um, it's the best spot to watch the television that I rarely get to choose what's on it. But if I did, then it's a great viewing area. And um, it does have good sights of vision. I can see out the front of my house and out the back of my house. And so that's nice. But my other favorite spot in the house is our office and so I have these two chairs in my office that are just so pretty and they're really comfy and they actually are recliners but they're pretty recliners so um you know that's great but my husband and I like to sit in there a lot because usually my kids have kind of 
taken over my television. And so we go in there and we will just, you know, sometimes we'll sit and chat. Sometimes we'll read a book. Sometimes we'll just scroll our phones. But it does have really good light, too. It's out the front of my house and, and I can see the farm. Um and so it does have a nice a nice view, and I can see the green spaces out there, too. So I really like those areas, and I think it's important for us to discuss this because I don't know before this if I had really thought, like, where's my favorite spot? I wouldn't have really thought about that. But um, when we notice how we feel in different parts of our home, then if there is an area that we don't feel as comfortable, like, I don't really love this room or I don't really love this space, how can I make it more like the areas of my home that I do love? So um, I don't know for you, too, if you have any spaces in your home like, uh it's not really my favorite spot, but if there is, are there ways that you can make that more like your favorite spots, more more cozy, bring in some more of those elements that makes it a spot you like to be in your home? So my non-favorite spot is the laundry room. So how can I, how can I make that more? I don't know if there's a cure for that. I, I think, um, yeah, laundry is, woo, that's... Mm. I mean, I do think it helps if it's pretty. Like, if you can put something, like a picture in there or something there, at least, you know, it can be aesthetically pleasing while we're doing that lovely task. But there's a sign in my laundry room that says, love and laundry are never ending in this house. And it's so true. Yes. They don't end. (laughs) Some I enjoy more than others. But, um, yeah, I would say laundry room, too. But I think that's just the task in there. Yeah, but maybe, Maybe if we can have some, let some more natural light in. Yeah, I was going to say we do have a window that looks out to the farm. So maybe I just need to be more intentional about gazing at the window and being mindful as I'm doing the laundry as we talked about earlier. Experience the sights. Experience the sights. Yeah. And the smells, maybe your laundry detergent smells really nice. You can, yeah. And I do enjoy folding a good load that's fresh out of the dryer because it's warm. And again, so I'm warm. always towels. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, towels. Because I don't have to think about towels. You're just like, oh, these smell nice and they're warm. And this load isn't going to take me 15 hours to fold yeah. or put away. So, yay! The tinier the clothes, the longer it takes. So that's a really good example. I don't know that I have a specific spot in the house that feels less cozy, but when I first moved in, I completely remodeled the inside. So I made all the walls look Mm -hmm. exactly like I wanted them to look. I had never been able to paint a home before this one. So my home is the one that has lots of different colors. One thing that I did notice, well, I didn't notice it actually, our oldest noticed it, When she came over to the house the first time, she noticed that I didn't have any decorations up. I didn't have any pictures up. I didn't have anything. I mean, I didn't want to poke holes in these these walls, but I had never thought about it. And she... When I tell her this story now, she she's like, I can't believe I did that. That's so mean. And I was like, no, I think it's so sweet because she got me flowers and had her dad bring them over to me and because I didn't have anything on my walls and I didn't have any decorations and she thought that I needed something. And so I just thought that was really sweet because it wasn't something that I had thought about. Now we have since put decorations up and we have pictures of us and we have different decorations that make it feel like a home. It didn't really feel much different to me at the time, but now I do notice that difference and I do notice that it feels more like a home than it did before. So maybe even just putting some pictures up Mm -hmm. or, and they don't have to be pictures of people. You can get paintings and. Yeah. Artwork. Mm -hmm. 
One way that we do create comfort in our space is by personalizing our space, you know, making it ours. Um, And there's no one size fits all ideal home environment. You know, sometimes we have to rework it, we have to make it fit us. But when we personalize it, then it feels like special. It's, it's mine. Um, And it's the things I enjoy, the colors I like seeing the textures I enjoy the artwork that speaks to me. Um, And then it feels like it's, it's mine, you know, because you can go to an hotel room, and it can be beautiful. But it's not yours, and it doesn't have your personal touch on it. And so I think when we can make those personal touches, it makes it feel more like it it's ours. And and I, in the past, have not been really great um, at personalizing space. I think, for one, I was like, oh, I have to spend a lot of money to be able to do that. And, and how does it go together? And what if it doesn't coordinate right? And is it matching the trend? And th- that's too much. You know what? It doesn't matter if you enjoy it, if you like it, if it sparks joy, then then go with it. I think that's okay. And so in in our new space, I try to do that. And I I am guilty. I do not have many things on my wall. I think I've maybe hung two pictures in my whole house because I am scared of the dreaded nail holes. But um, that is one thing that is on my to do list for the summer is to get some of those photographs out um, and those canvases and family portraits and things like that and and do a little bit more of that but what I've found for me that I really like to personalize and I've even started changing out with the seasons is I really I have built-ins beside my tv and my fireplace in my living room um, and then now I have a large dining room table that is all kind of in the same space and I like to decorate those spaces and I like to move things in and out for different um, seasons and for different holidays and so like I just changed out a little bit I had lots of bunnies and carrots and different kind of springy like tulips and things for the springtime and now I'm starting to look towards you know summer items and how I can change that out but they don't have to cost a lot of money they don't have to be on any kind of certain trend. I don't really care, you know, if if HGTV has a great idea and I want to follow it, yay. But if not, that's cool, too. I can do me and you can do you and that's fine. But I think personalize your space when you walk in and you're just like, oh, there's my bunny. I like that bunny and it makes me happy. Um, and literally, I have a giant carrot. Giant carrot. Like this thing is like an 18-inch long carrot that is in one of was. I think I took it down now. It was one of my built-ins, and I love it. And my kids like to torture me with it. They would move it, and I'd be like, who touched my carrot? And, you know, now it's just a joke, and we have fun with it. But I think doing those type things make home feel comfy. They make it feel cozy, and it makes it feel like it's yours. And that's something that you can yeah. save from year to year. Yeah, So you absolutely. don't have to get new decorations no. for every season each year. Find a place to mm-hmm. store those, and you can use them again. And if finances are something that you're concerned about and you think, oh, I can't spend all that money to get something Mm -hmm. for this season, I completely get that. Get it after the season is over and then store it for next year. Yeah, absolutely. And there are ways that you can do it, um, do decorating and personalizing your space without spending a lot of money because it may just be like I'm gonna shift my furniture around I don't know do any of you like to move furniture like do you like oh let's see how this move looks here and move it around we do our living room and that's just mainly because we have a heater mm-hmm. that an extra heater we use in the winter time so then we have to move stuff away from the heater mm-hmm. um, and then we move it back and I love moving it back because we have so much more room mm-hmm. um, so but that just like you said just a little bit yeah um, but sometimes I will go on like you know what we just need to move out with stuff and my husband's like why 
why are we doing this? But it makes you feel yeah, better. It just, yeah. Sometimes you just need that small change. And just moving things around doesn't cost anything. I mean, it might take a small amount of time. But, I mean, you can get a totally different feel. And it can change your mood to just kind of see it different. So moving your furniture around, maybe even swapping from room to room, maybe a decorative chair, pulling it from one room and putting it in another room can make that space feel completely different to you. And trading out your wall art. You don't have to buy new wall art, but maybe something that's been in your bedroom, you want to pull it out and feature it in your living room now. A lot of people don't see your your bedroom. Um, so now it's new. It feels some, like it's something different in there. And just trading things around that you already have. Or maybe you have a friend or family member and they're getting tired of their artwork or their something and y'all can like, oh, let's get together. I love that. Let me, let me trade that. And then just easy things. Like we've talked a lot about natural light and how we really like be able to see the view and letting light in so just opening up your blinds can make the room feel entirely different and that costs zero dollars so there are definitely things we can do to make our spaces feel more comfortable so that's just another part of a healthy home environment is creating that comfort Moving on to maybe a less exciting area that we can experience a healthy home environment but definitely necessary is air quality. And that is not something that typically is the top of our mind that we're thinking immediately. But it's super important. It makes a big, big difference. And so there are certain things that we can do to just breathe better, you know, to just get more fresh air and to have a higher quality of life. So there is actually a website, and I did not know this, where you can check the air quality in your zip code. And I have not done this yet, but I'm really curious. So I feel like as soon as we get done with this episode, I'm going to go on and be like, what is my air quality? So for those of you listening, it's airnow.gov. So A-I-R-N-O-W dot gov. And you can enter in your zip code and it will let you know the air quality in your area. And I think that's kind of intriguing. Not something I knew was out there, but definitely something maybe worth knowing and noting also if you have um apps like weather apps it will show you the air quality you're right as well yeah and we have an air purifier in our son's room that detects it on an app it'll tell us what the air quality is in his room and then what it is outside and he has a lot of allergies and Mm -hmm. some breathing problems and so why we had to invest in something like that but it is useful and it's interesting to see how it all works and how it shifts like do mm-hmm. you, like changes in the yeah air quality. It, it'll show you yeah. yeah and it's so it is interesting to see that is really really interesting and that is one of the thing, main things you can do is getting an air purifier you know and so and having an app to it is even kind of adds something kind of if you're a techie that could be something mm-hmm. fun to yeah. have so you can kind of see that but also i think Maybe it can help you to know, like, okay, certain times of year or times of day, the air quality kind of shifts. And so you can be more prepared for that. Maybe, okay, this month may not be a good month for us to spend as much time outside. Mm -hmm. Or maybe this is a great time. Like, the air quality is wonderful right now. Let's get out there. Let's get that fresh air. And also, like, opening windows. I don't know if y'all are window openers or not. Yes, all the time. love that. I love it. So you get that fresh air. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things when we were building our house and they were putting the windows in. My husband was like, I don't really know why we need screens. And I was like, because I want to be able to open the windows and not worried about insects or, or like, birds flying (laughs) into my living room. Because I would probably have a small heart attack (laughs) if I had to chase a bird out of my house. I'm just going to say. But, yeah, having, like, yeah, I want those screens so I can open the windows. Let that, that airflow through so that is a good way that we can kind of improve our air quality 
But some other things that we can do, because just breathing in general is important. And so especially when we're thinking about our mental health, if we're feeling anxious or we're kind of struggling a little bit, sometimes one of the things we can even do is like we forget to breathe. Mm -hmm. And and when we do breathe, we're not breathing deep. We're not getting the full benefit um, of deep breaths. And so doing some breathing exercises particularly if you're feeling um, a little anxious, can be really helpful to just kind of refocus you, get your lungs filled more with that oxygen, get that pumping through your blood, and just taking those more deeper, meaningful breaths. Because a lot of times um, we will just take those shallow breaths. We're getting just enough to get by, but we're not getting that full benefit. And so it can be super simple. You don't have to know any kind of special breathing exercise. Just taking a second and pausing and taking, you know, a deep breath, breathing in, maybe to a count of five, maybe hold it for a second, feel how that feels for you, and then let it out into slow five counts. You want to kind of keep it even. You want to breathe in and breathe out about the same pace. And you want to really pay attention to your body when you're trying to do these exercises. And typically, I've found for myself and then for other clients I've worked with, if you can do that, um, that count in and count out for five seconds each way for about 10 times, typically can really kind of start bringing down that anxiety level, refocus you and, and almost I can feel my body get calm. Like I almost feel very relaxed and almost like sleepy, almost like cozy, like I could just lo- go lay down and relax and rest. So I don't know, do, do the two of you ever practice um, breathing exercises? That's one thing that I have started doing with this job. We had a training for Mm -hmm. children, actually, where we did a lot of the breathing exercises. So I have been incorporating those into not only my own life, but I have also been teaching those to my youngest. And one thing, and I don't know where I read it. I wish I could give someone credit for this. But if you're having a hard time quieting your mind while you're breathing and just focusing on the breathing... If you actually think when you breathe in, breathe in. Mm -hmm. And then when you're breathing out, think, breathe out. And that helps you to focus on the breathing rather than all of the things that are going through your mind, especially if you are slightly irritated and you're thinking about why you're irritated. If you're thinking, if you switch that and you're thinking about breathing, then that helps you calm down Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I like that. I like also you can use words. Um, so as you focus in, as you're breathing in and bringing it out for me, I like to breathe in calm and actually focus on the word calm, even visualize like the actual word, um, in my mind and then breathe out whatever it is that is bothering me. Like, like I'm, li- I'm literally breathing this stressful thing out of me and breathing in the calm. And that can be a good way to stay focused too, and not let your brain kind of like run off and be hijacked. So I do, I do like that tip. That's a great tip. How about you, Amanda? Do you do any kind of breathing exercises or? Not intentionally. I do try to get out and take a walk, mm-hmm. especially now that the weather is a lot better. And then as I'm walking, I'm just taking deep breaths of mm-hmm. the nice air, whether it's, you know, a cold crisp or just a nice day. And so I will do some type of breathing techniques. Now, my husband says that I huff a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So if that counts, uh, why are you huffing now? But um, I have been trying to be more intentional about if I am upset to just take that yeah. that step back. But just as a everyday routine type thing, I would think 
mostly just when I'm out walking and just trying to relax and de-stress. Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely being able to take that time to get outdoors can really help us to breathe easier, especially if we live in an area where the air quality is fairly decent. Now, if you're in a large city and you're kind of under an air quality alert, you might not want to be outdoors. Being indoors with your air purifier and breathing deeper might be the better choice for you. But if you can be outdoors in a green space or in a blue space, where the air quality is nice. It's so good to be able to just get in those deep breaths of oxygen. Our body can really feel better with that. And I've even known people who have been at home and they've been sick for some reason or another and being able to get outside and just sit for a little while and just getting that fresh air really like seems to heal their body from the inside out um, a lot quicker than when you're not able to do that. So there's a lot to it. And I think it's definitely one of those things that's worth trying. We've discussed a lot today about healthy home environments. We've talked about our, our, our tidiness and keeping our, keeping our spaces clean, keeping our bedrooms sleep-friendly, creating comfortable spaces, our air quality. And so the last thing I just want us to discuss briefly is setting ourselves up for success when it comes to a healthy home environment. And so what are some things you can do to set yourself up for success in, in this area and these things that we've been talking about? One thing that I can do is lower my expectations and take the pressure off because I put a lot of pressure on myself to keep everything super tidy Mm -hmm. and that it's supposed to look a certain way, not necessarily that it has to look that way all the time, but yes, it, it causes me less anxiety, less stress when things are tidy, but it doesn't have to be perfect. If I can recognize that we're living in our home and that Everything is not always Mm -hmm. going to be put away and there's going to be clutter on the kitchen table that we're going to have to move, then that helps me. It's all about balance. Mm -hmm. It's all about balance. We want to have these tidy spaces, but not if it is making me even more stressed. And so we want to find that fine, that fine line between the two. You know, how can I do this, but not make that something now I'm obsessing about. For me, I'm a prepper. So I try my best. Now, sometimes I'm like like you, Ashley, I need to lower my expectations because I try to make things go the way they're supposed to go, but they don't always go. And that creates stress. We've talked about that a lot. But so I I like to prep, like Mm -hmm. prep um, meals or prep like I know what's going to when we get home, I know what my son's going to eat or I know what he's going to wear the next day or I know what I'm going to wear the next day. And and I feel like that creates that that calming of mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it in the moment. It's ready when I'm when it's happening. And that that helps me. I love that. And that is a huge key to setting ourselves up for success is prepping. And especially like if you know that starting the day is going to be hard for me, I'm not a morning person, I don't want to get going, um, then laying your clothes out the night before, packing your lunch the night before, getting as much prepared ahead of time as possible really takes that pressure off and can make it a much more enjoyable start to your day Um, and vice versa maybe you're a morning person and the evenings are hard for you well then in the morning what can I prep this morning that's going to make my evening a little bit easier for me so you can get really creative with it but prepping really can take that pressure off and I know some people say well I'm I feel overwhelmed with having to prep Okay, do what works best for you, but how can I begin to think about that? And not everything has to be prepped, but there maybe there's certain things. For us, we make sure that our our coffee is set on a timer and it's ready to go and it's going to 
go ahead and turn itself on and brew itself in the morning. That's one less thing we have to do. For my kids, I try to have, especially for the younger ones, get your clothes out the night before. Know what you're going to wear because if you've had little ones, sometimes the biggest meltdowns in the morning and the the most difficult ways to get out the door is because I don't want to wear that shirt. I don't want to wear this. And my kids have a very strict dress code at their school and it can still be a challenge. So having those things laid out the night before like you said, knowing what I'm going to have for dinner, I don't necessarily prep my meal where it's like ready and it's in containers, where, but I do know what I'm planning to make that day and I know that I have those things. And so you don't get that 45 minute, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Well, I don't want to eat that. I'll eat anything except for that thing that you just said. And we can eliminate those kind of stressful things in our life. So prepping is a great way to set ourselves up for success, removing barriers to our healthy habits. So if cleaning or doing chores is something that's difficult for you, maybe having cleaning supplies where they're more accessible. So if it's you hate cleaning the toilets, then have the clean the toilet brush and the toilet cleaner in the bathroom so it's right there and it's easier than I have to go grab it out of this closet and come back in here and I don't want to haul it across the house. If it's there, you're more likely to do it. Same things. If you want to eat healthier, you have to have those healthier items there. So if I want to eat more fruits and vegetables, I need to have a basket of fruit on my kitchen counter with apples and oranges and then bananas and things I can grab because if it's there, I'm more likely to grab it. And so just kind of removing those barriers to our healthy habits. And then another tip that I feel like is kind of thinking outside of the box and I would not have come up with it on my own, but I think it's it's worth discussing for just a second is keeping sensory or STEM toys around the house. And so these are kind of like those fidget spinners, maybe some of that like, um, I don't know if it's like a Play-Doh type, something you can kind of play with. They're just different, lots of different things that are on the market these days um, that are sensory items. And so those toys um, are good with helping channel our nervous energy into a more healthy distraction. So that way we can focus on the tasks that require our brain work. And so they can be like that distraction. And so these type of toys have been really great for my oldest child because he does have a lot of energy um, and he has a lot of nervous energy. And so he's constantly moving and tapping and he could like You'd be like, please stop touching all the things and please quit tapping out that drum solo that I didn't pay for you to do. But when you have some of these things, he can um, channel that energy into something like he loves Rubik's Cube and he can solve a Rubik's Cube like in no time flat. He has memorized whatever the thing is, the algorithm. I don't know. It's beyond me. But that helps him to then focus in on other things because he can be doing that and solving this Rubik's Cube and having a deep conversation with me. And so if you find that you or someone in your house has um, some some nervous energy or some anxiety or just needs that positive distraction, maybe having some of those things around the house can be helpful. And I don't know if any of your kids or you have ever used those things, but I think you can get them just about anywhere now. I think I see them all the time. They are everywhere. And, and the poppet things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, those are very popular. <laughs> During our together time the other day, we actually played, well, we call them fidgets. We we played fidget store. And, okay. Um, so my youngest got out all of her fidgets, and we have lost count. At, so you have like a whole, like, are um, they all different types? And- yes, and she can name them all. Oh. I mean, she wanted me to sort them. I was the store owner, so I was sorting them and putting them all in the places. And she said, okay, now when I come in, you point me in the direction of 
the different ones. So we had poppets and we had squishies and then and there's and something else that has another name. And I was like, well, here's the random pile. And she said that, no, those are not random. That is this. And that is that. And I did not know all the names of them, but you can get them all over the place. Yeah. And like they have even have like the, that looks like to me, it looks like a large bendy straw. Like, oh, does yes. she have one of those? Oh, yeah. And it's almost like accordion, like it does all the things. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are endless possibilities now. And I feel like, um, you know, obviously before you send your child to school with these, a lot of schools I think are actually okay with these now. You know, check with your teacher. Mm-hmm. But I think um, they're finding like they would rather the child be using that for their energy than, you know, picking on a classmate or acting out or whatever. So if that's a struggle too, that's something you can, you know, talk to your, your school and your, your kids educators. And maybe you yourself have nervous energy, bring those and have something on your desk at work or in your car. Not if you're driving, but, but you know, if you're a passenger and you find yourself having a hard time sitting still, that can be a good option too. So again, not something I would have thought about, but maybe something to consider um, and something to look into if that, that is an issue. So we've talked about a lot today. So I hope that this has sparked some ideas for you, ways that you can have a healthier home environment, because all of these things really do help our mental health. They really help us be able to focus more, lessen our anxiety, lessen our stress, and enjoy our home environment to the fullest. Because if you can't be comfortable and relaxed at home, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somewhere that you can be. So I want everyone's home to be their favorite place to be. And so hopefully taking some of these tips and thinking about some of these things can help you to reach that goal so we hope that you will have a healthy home environment and we hope that you'll pick maybe just one small change that you can make or one small move that you can make um in the weeks to come and let us know about it um we have a facebook page you can find us at life simplified podcast you can email us at life simplified podcast at gmail.com and so we would love to hear from you we would love to hear how this is working for you how how if it's not working for you we let us know that as well and if you have any ideas or suggestions of something you you love for us to dig a little bit deeper. We're always open to those suggestions as well. So we've enjoyed this time with you. Join us again soon. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.